How's it going, everybody? This is Dan Fagel here with Tech Emergence. I'm lucky enough to be on the line right now with Mr. John Collins of the Cherry Stone Angel Group out of Rhode Island. Uh, John, how's it going today, brother? Uh, very good, thanks. Cool. Um, I know you and I have gotten uh, to catch up a decent amount before the uh, the interview here. You obviously have a, a pretty wide background in entrepreneurship yourself before you found yourself in this position. I sort of wanted to, to talk first because I know you're with a group and then you're also an investor yourself. Um, I want to talk about the dynamics of founders. I was in an event, uh, Mass Challenge, last night, um, and there were so many different perspectives on this. What do you, maybe we'll start with you personally, what do you look for in, in a, a, a founder group? Like you have your, your initial startup crew, you know, what gets you feeling like, all right, these guys are on point, or you know what, this probably isn't going to work out? Well, at our, at our level of investing, our stage, I should say stage, really. Yeah. Um, we, we expect that the, you know, the technology, whatever it is, whether it's a product or software or um, medical um, venture, that, that it's somewhat been proven in the lab and or uh, prototyped if it's a product and uh, now is getting ready to uh, raise capital to go into the production phase, the uh, proliferation phase. Cool. Okay, so that's kind of, again, the, the, the point at which you want these guys to be at. In terms of the, the dynamics between the, the founders and that initial crew of, of folks, I mean, I, you know, the obvious things seem to be kind of, you know, gusto, enthusiasm, you know, they've got to be intelligent. I mean, but, but what, are, what are sort of the things between the founders and in that, that, that founding group dynamic that for you are, you know, particularly appealing when, when you have folks approaching yourself? Well, if it's a if it's a group of founders or or it's an individual, we're looking for a passion for their, their product or their idea. Yep. Um, we want them to uh, have tried it, prototyped it somewhere. And you can see from the results of the prototype many times, or the, or the test, or whatever you want to call it, that, uh, you know, the, the, the team may be ready to get to the next level. And the second point is, what, what's their business? How they developed it, how well thought through is it? Uh, they look at all aspects of the um, the, the market, uh, the product and market opportunity. Okay, cool. So, kind of having that initial uh, business plan kind of tied up to some extent. Well, we, we want them to have experience in the field, obviously. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, uh, more than just the desire to do something, experience on why it will work. Regardless of the field. Got it. Okay, and some experience obviously helps in that particular respect. Um, and I imagine. Well, all the deals we look at, everybody's got a pedigree. Of, yeah, of some kind. They're, they're in this area, geography, everything's either Harvard, MIT, or one of the universities. Yeah, a lot, a lot of action, obviously. Frequently PhDs, frequently. Yep. Uh, yeah, obviously in the... That's the, not a requirement, but yeah. it's, it's certainly a start. Yeah, the bio space, I don't think you really see too much outside of guys that have you know been in school for a decade or more, um, in many respects, anywho. Um, and and I, with that being said, you know these guys often are, are talking about some pretty specialized stuff. The bio space, I know, you know, I did a little bit of that in college, but my goodness, there's so much that goes over my head. Obviously, you guys see a lot of uh, tech applications um, or technologies that, that might be you know, pretty intricate or, or pretty uh, pretty complex. 
And these guys, you know, their gig has got to be explaining this to you guys in a way that makes sense. Of course, convey those things that you had talked about. Do they understand, you know, the product opportunity? Can they explain that without making it, you know, gobbledygook um, to, to the normal human ear, to the investor ear? Um, when, when people do their job right or when, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs do their job right in terms of conveying um, relatively complex opportunities to folks like yourself who might not be specialists in 50 different areas like that, um, how, how, how do they pull it off properly when they do do it properly? When does it kind of click for you guys and what advice do you have for folks who might have kind of a complicated thing and they've really got to boil it down to make it believable, make it understandable, and then get the point across? Well, uh, it depends on your own personal skill set. That's why it's beneficial to have to the group. We're gonna, if we're going to use biopharma uh, as an event, there's not many of us, uh, we, although we do have some doctors in our group that, that fully understand the presentation first time. Uh, we, have, we may understand the solution and feel it's, it's, that uh, their, uh, uh, their uh, answer to the solution is, is credible, but we don't understand the technical side without outside help. And it either comes from the group or you know, talking with people uh, associated with the group. Okay. When you answer your question, though. Yeah, no, I, I, I sort of get where you're going. When you talk about outside help, does that basically convey that, hey, you know, if, if, if an idea comes across as logical enough and you understand enough of it and it seems like something worth looking into? Well, I, I think more it's, it's more to prevent the group from wasting their time. Oh, of course. You know, a doctor may say, hey, this was tried 10, 15 years ago. These guys, are, they don't know what you're talking about. Hey, that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah, let me wrap it up. Uh, but some other group uh, may, may hone in on it. There's also just medical groups out there. Yeah, I can imagine that's the case as well. Uh, do you do you occasionally with um, with your group there at Cherrystone have to you know give a ring to somebody outside of the angel group and say, hey, you know, I know you're into this neuro, you know, such and such, or this particular aspect uh, of yeah, we have done that, but our group is well well diversified now that we have just about every skill set. Oh, nice. So we have. Uh, we have a psychiatrist, we have a couple doctors, we have Ph.D. chemists, we have Ph.D. biologists. So, I mean, we, we know enough to get started and to screen it. Got it, okay. If we're going to do our due diligence. Yep, okay, cool. And then if you need to, of course, you can get a hold of some other folks, but you guys have, have a good enough good enough feelers into various industries and various knowledge bases to kind of get a gist as to, you know, take it or not well, take it. if it's a product... Uh, yeah. And, That's how that goes. And I think, or we have software people that say that you know, uh, they're, 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 they're barking up the wrong tree. It's an enterprise solution, and uh, for whatever reason. And uh, so we have software people that have sold you know, to other larger software. Yep. So. Cool. And right to the group, our group. You know, as an individual, you always have to. If, even if you're an individual uh, angel investor, you still have to surround yourself with. Yeah, otherwise you're you're going to be leaning into domains that you're unfamiliar with, I suppose. And one of our most successful deals in the, in 
early on, we did call in some outside help for having a consultant on a medical um, medical technology. Go figure. So okay. So sometimes it's called upon if you if you you guys get enough of a sense that it's worth it, then then you will call in. You know, when you say a consultant, this is somebody who's whose whole is is their whole gig. Okay. All right. So and now is this guy a consultant full time or just a guy who's an expert in the field who you hired as no, a consultant? Just a one-time, one-time okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just chucking some bucks. Um. So now with that being said, you were talking about the dynamics of an angel group. I, I suppose one of the benefits there, of course, is yeah you, you have varied skill sets. So there's a little bit less maybe individual guessing in some respects, and um, you know the angel group will, will you know make some solid decisions based on the aggregate knowledge in there. Um, how does a presentation differ for uh, a group of entrepreneurs in front of maybe a larger angel group? Or I don't know if you guys are you know gigantic, but certainly you know it's more than you know more than half a dozen folks over there sitting in the room, huh? Well, we're pretty typical of groups our size. Yeah. Uh, say four to five hundred thousand dollars. So yep. Uh, per round. That is. Yep. Uh, they better get to the point pretty quick in that, that the round. But you got to realize that this has been screened. We have a screening committee that screens these applications prior to the membership scene. Yep. The twenty-minute presentation, or the I guess what you guys are called today, the Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what the people who watch TV would call the Shark Tank, I suppose. Well, it's not that far off. We're just a bigger group and, and more respectful. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that's TV's TV. Yep. Well, we've already looked at this and said yes or no with our screening group. We've yep. saved, you know, 15 people out of 50 at any given time, and that rotates. So then we decide whether to go to the membership a month ahead of time. Nice. Um, so by the time the they get in there... Always, you'll see the presentation multiple times, multiple items. And if there's any holes in it or any inconsistencies, they're going to show up. Okay, so if someone's presenting to an angel group and obviously they've got to be able to convey their idea more than once, which which it sounds like is probably the case if you want to you know, have have some folks commit half a million bucks to you, um, then you know you better well, have... In the, in the, yeah, in the screening presentation, we may exact, in fact tell them this is got to work on this. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you come, if we let you, you know, if we let, well, we let you present and we're letting them present. I'm like, you don't need them. So I get a little more detail on this, think about this, and show this to the group. So we're not, we're not trying to shark tank them. We're trying to help them if we think it's, uh, it's a good group of individuals with a good idea. Yes. Um, and with that being said, I know we, we've covered a, a decent amount here now. You'd mentioned sort of having this some solid semblance of a business plan together, you know, obviously expertise in the field, a serious passion to pursue the product or idea, um, you know, something sort of proven at least at a lab, lab level here so somebody can see maybe what they colloquially refer to as traction from time to time. Um, what are some other things that, in your opinion, uh, a group of entrepreneurs or a particular founder um, should really do to kind of get their stuff together, so to speak, before they step up to an angel group. You know, it's, does it involve? You know, is it, is it worthwhile for them to really look into a lot of the individual members and and already have an understanding and be able to kind of shake hands and and say names and 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 uh, and have that information off off no, the bat? They, and they won't. They won't get that information. Oh, they won't get it. Okay, so what's what other kind of you know check the box? You know, we should be doing this what before we step in here. Um, like what are the well, preparatory? One thing, one thing we find with certain, and not all of our groups are young entrepreneurs. 
I can imagine. That, that, that you know, they're coming out of Big Pharma, and, you know, introduce products, and they're successful executives. But you got to uh, sometimes we're running into a problem with valuation. In other words, what's your pre-money valuation? Hmm. And uh, it's only a certain month you can evaluate a, a pre-stage, uh, you know, a startup company. And uh, uh, some people have wacky ideas. And they probably won't get through screening if the pre-money valuation is way above what we, we would uh, think is reasonable and or willing to, you know, uh, or it may be too big a uh, deal for us. Otherwise. We're not dealing with companies that are valued much over $5 million. Yep. Uh, the venture people are dealing with the ones that are five million and up, and, and then of course they have different terms. The venture capitalists. Yep. They're raising millions per round, so we're different from them. We're not your relative, Uncle Harry, giving you some money to get started. But we're, it's when you're ready for you see the light and you need you know half a million dollars. Is it? That's where we come in. Yep. So, so making sure that well, they're going to watch out on their valuation. Okay, yeah. That people think they, their company's worth more than they really are. I mean, there's plenty of uh, literature out there, very well known literature, that says, "Hey, there's nothing worth over two million. I don't care what you have." <laughs> startup, and that's you know that's a you know, the American venture capital society. Yeah. And that, it makes sense to some extent. Obviously, you know, some uh, I imagine it's easy for entrepreneurs to kind of get attached to their babies to some extent and sort of have um, pretty whimsical notions as to valuation. So don't lay that. Well, that, that happens with the least sophisticated they are, the more they feel that way. People who've yeah. been through this understand that, that to raise capital, you have to give up something, first of all. And you have to be realistic. Yep. Um, so, okay, any other little uh, closing pointers here in terms of, you know, we've got, uh, again, biz plan, making sure your valuations are reasonable, you know, get that stuff checked out and make sure you're throwing around numbers that, that aren't just going to put up a red flag and get you kicked out of an angel group like yours. Um, what other stuff do you like to see that, that, you know, when someone gives a presentation, you say, you know what, these guys have their darn act together. Um, what, are, what are those other little elements that really convey someone's prepared, someone's, someone's here to really play? Okay. So the more be honest yeah. about what you're doing uh, and understand that you should have this critical eye of the investors. So okay, so that they you want to see the same critical eye that you have in the entrepreneur themselves, so, so that they can like get get the idea that they're kind of seeing through your goggles already. Well, anybody that walks in the room says it's going to work 100. percent Of course. I don't care what it is. It's not going to. We all know that. Yeah. Well, we're gonna you know. We all joke about the hockey stick sales forecast. Well, every sales forecast we see is no revenue, no revenue, loss, loss, and then bang, millions. Yeah. That's, that's the hockey stick. 
we know that we're going to see that, but let's be realistic here. So yeah, so the, the, to to some extent, it's almost like you know, in order to be you're in the doing your own SWOT analysis in my mind. Okay. Yeah, you're doing the same thing we are. You know, we're, we're, you know, there's threats out there. I want we, the guy better know him and know how to deal, how he's going to deal with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the software companies, it's not. Uh, we haven't mentioned intellectual property, but you know, intellectual property probably is non-existent these days. Eighty percent of the deals. Really? Oh, it's first. Of, well, by the time you, uh, I haven't. We haven't seen much of it. Okay. Yeah. It's very expensive to obtain. I'm talking, I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, minimum. Uh, you know, patent protections. If you get them. Even provisionals. But, you know, it's, we're see, what we're seeing now is more first to market. How are you going to avoid not getting run over? Especially yeah. in the software space. Yeah, yeah. Um, when those new opportunities arise, obviously being able to take that stuff up. But when they're up there conveying the stuff, where you're kind of getting across now is, you know, want can, to be realistic. Yep, yeah, be realistic, and also potentially, you know, to the to the point of, of course, you know, being able to honestly and genuinely look at flaws through a, through the perspective of someone like yourselves who they're looking at. Yeah, now they cool. should be able to say, you know, we got three years to get this going. If we don't, we're going to get run over by Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If okay. we have a company like that that's not run over by Google, but good Google, it's a question of not incompetent people who are fast enough in the industry. So, you know, we've got to of some industries also because of it. Big time. Cool. Well, John, I, I know we're just about on time now. I way more than appreciate you being able to kind of uh, yeah. dig into some of your own perspective as a guy in an angel group. And, uh, I, again, really thank you so much for the insight today, brother. Cool. You have a good one. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're an entrepreneur or a future thinker uh, with an interest in businesses, transitions, or technologies that have the potential to alter human potential, then make sure you check out techemergence.com. It's our main blog site where you can see all of our other interviews with uh, top startup leaders, uh, entrepreneurship experts, and folks in the domain of technology, cutting-edge emerging technology. Uh, if you have a particular interest in how technology can affect the future of human consciousness and our conscious experience, then be sure to also check out sentientpotential.com. There we explore a lot of the ethical considerations and really serious moral matters of emerging technologies, in addition to interviews with great philosophers and technology experts of our day. Uh, more than anything else, always feel free to reach out if you can find us via email. Um, you can reach out to us there or whatever other way. Find us on the blog. Be sure to drop comments. We believe that the serious uh, conversation about the future is not only open-minded, but also interdisciplinary and multifaceted. So we'd like nothing more than to be able to glean your ideas as well. Um, so with that being said, with the best of intentions for a brilliant future, this is Dan Fagella signing off. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>